Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. started i just would like to mention we're sponsored today by jad's dad milo by john wilms available now from mouse house books uh we'll learn more about that later but first let's say hi to my best friend my co-host uh my rock um my big pussy if you will uh sean king Sean, I, how I'm are not, you? I'm not wearing a fucking wire, Joey. I got a bad back. <laughs> um, Sean, how are you today? I'm all right. I'm not bad. I'm a little, oh, I'm a little no. bored. Quarantine. <laughs> I feel like I've lost my ability to uh, like, like achieve things. Mm-hmm. I uh, got mad at... at uh, quarantine for the first time this week and i feel like a real karen about it 
because I ordered a bunch of shoes from adidas.com and they have not shipped yet. And I assume it's because their workers are home, but I am upset. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Talk to my mom about um, not complaining about uh, a family sized salad this morning. Like 18 hours after the fact. And I was like, that that ship has sailed. We ate the salad. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Those laughs you hear in the background are our special guests today. The hosts of the Fraughtcast, the Film Drunk Fraughtcast, and more importantly for this, uh, the purposes of this episode, uh, Pod Yourself a Gun, the Sopranos podcast, we have Matt Lieb and Vince Mancini. Hey guys, how you hey. doing? Hi. Hey, we're cross podcasting already. Hey, you got some pod in my pod. Get my pod out of your pod. <laughs> how you guys doing? Oh, not bad. You know, just uh, socially distancing myself, myself from myself. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm uh, socially distancing, emotionally distancing. I'm doing all of the distancing. It feels good. Mm-hmm. feels good, man. I really I've love it. mainly the going the distancing. I just listen oh. to cake hits from mm-hmm. uh, the late 90s. He's social the distance. <laughs> social speed. Anyways. Yeah, no, things are good. I'm I, uh, glad to be back. Yeah. What about you, Vin? Oh, I am also glad to be back. <laughs> I like anytime I get to go places, even virtually. Vince, you're in Fresno right now, right? Yes, that's correct. Well, Clovis, if you want to get technical about it. I do want to get technical about it. Um, uh, how is how are the, the lovely people of the Central Valley of California handling... Uh, the social distancing. Are they uh, protesting the Applebee's yet? I mean, I have not seen any protests. There's definitely a... I notice uh, very few people... Well, I don't know. I, I think it's about 50-50 wearing masks uh, in the grocery mm-hmm. store. Um, I don't know. You know, I, like, I'm in my house too often to really be able to tell. But when I... Like, my only social interaction is, like, gro- going to the grocery store or riding my bike. And, uh, yeah, now the bike paths are, are full of people. And uh, mm. they all have terrible path manners. But that's about <laughs> my only experience. So uh, when you say that, you mean, like, people uh, are seeing you riding your bike and just jumping out in front of you and being like, hey, stop being a bitch. Or yeah, kind of. Like- no, it's like, well, like, I'm, you know, I'm riding on the path. And I have to like weave my way around people, and then sometimes people will, like get mad that I like that I didn't say anything. But like the the thing about riding your bike is like if there's more than one person uh, in a group that you, and you say like on your left, it's like fifty fifty whether they actually move to the right or whether they just get flustered. And you like most of the time they just get flustered and go all different directions. So. <laughs> They're not sure. It's like, oh, stage left or regular? Yeah. No, it's an every time. So, like, I just, I'd prefer to not say anything and, you know, take my chances uh, and try to avoid them as best I can. But, like, every once in a while you get someone being like, oh, you didn't yell anything. And it's like, yeah, it's because you guys all react uh, like frightened squirrels if you yell anything. And that makes it much more dangerous. 
Um, before we get started on the show, I, Vince, I actually have a question for you. You're a film critic. Um, sure. Sure, sort of. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, you're definitely a film critic. Have you been watching the Michael Jordan documentary? And how I do have. you feel like it works as a movie? Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, as a movie, I don't know how it works as a movie. I know it works great as entertainment, and I just want to watch it uh, every time it comes out. But, like, uh, you know, it's hard to judge it in terms of, like, I don't feel like I'm watching art. I just feel like it's just like a warm nostalgia blanket that right. I'm happy to seek out every week. Yeah, I think that's fair. I would say that's the same. I w- w- got frustrated on the first two episodes because I was like, you don't need to tell people who Michael Jordan is again. Right. Um. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, like I definitely, it's kind of, uh, his family is like glaringly absent. Like they haven't showed, I don't think they've showed his wife like one time. Mm-hmm. And Well, his dad's you know. dead. <laughs> sure, sure. His I mean, dad is definitely the most absent. Like, as I'm watching, I'm like, man, they really should interview his dad more. This is weird. Yeah. It's like, even though he's dead, I feel like he's still kind of being a deadbeat. I don't know. <laughs> like a real, literal deadbeat? Like, like literally deadbeat. It's fucked up. I will I mean, say, this week, I I realized, as I was watching it, that Michael Jordan and Ahmad Rashad are definitely being interviewed in the same house. Oh, really? Yeah, if you look, a modern shot is in the kitchen of the house Michael Jordan is in. Uh, because they definitely still are drinking, like, bottles of tequila when the cameras turn off together. Oh, I mean, yeah. I like that they, that Michael Jordan was being interviewed for a documentary about, basically about his life that he gave, he gave total access for, and then he just showed up. In like a slouchy V-neck and some shorts uh-huh. with like a weird weird necklace, <laughs> like it's like he just wandered in from the pool house and he's like, "Oh, hey, what are you guys doing in here?" And uh, let's be real, he's he's wearing hands, drinking a bit a big gulp sized scotch the entire time. <laughs> yeah. 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 While we're talking about a yeah. Madrashad, I have a question for Matt Lieb specifically. Matt, well, yeah, do you know who a Madrashad's best men were at his wedding? I, I don't. Ahmad Rashad's best man. Uh-huh. No, I have no when clue. When he married uh, Mrs. Cosby, Felicia Rashad, uh, his best men right. were O.J. Simpson and Bill Cosby. <laughs> Gee. Oh. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh, boy. I mean, to be real, at that the one... time, those were probably the best men. Yeah, pillars of the community. At that yeah, point. the most were, respected like, men in America. Those, those yeah, were someone just posted his best a men. photo on Twitter. Those were America's Mar- best Mar- men. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. No, no. They someone someone tweeted the photo yesterday, and Ahmad's response was like questionable at the time. <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> Don't talk shit about Bill and OJ. <laughs> I mean, at the time, he how was he to know that one was going to be a serial rapist and the other was going to be a serial killer? It's like, yeah. you know, it's like he just said, here's two cool dudes that I know <laughs> and I'm going to make them my best men. I get it. It's just honestly luck of the draw. That's well, just unfortunate. I- un- I only told you because I know at your first wedding, your best men were uh, 
Aaron Hernandez and uh, 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 Harvey Weinstein. Um, yeah, so I was trying to make exactly. you feel better. Also, you had coronavirus. As the, I didn't understand that. Yeah, well, no, he was the so, priest. I was married. I, yeah, the the doing the person doing the service was just a giant coronavirus, uh, and uh, yeah, and it, it was great. We uh, and we also signed our marriage certificate at uh the twin towers on september 11th <laughs> wow. you know yeah that it video was, address from kevin spacey was lit though it was i love when he does those it was unlucky but th- yeah. does that mean that i'm you know bad by association no it just means at the time i you know didn't know we didn't know the towers would fall that day. <laughs> How could we have known? I mean, I knew. I got a phone call. But <laughs> most people I know didn't know. Yeah. And in, how uh, was I to know that everyone didn't get that phone call? In our in our work Slack, we were talking about uh, Joe Rogan just had like this chef on his podcast, some like restaurant guy. And apparently this guy was Jeffrey Epstein's personal ship, chef. And the subject never came up. Come on! <laughs> I love I love Joe Joe Rogan. He's like he is able to get interviews for people that where you just sit there and you go like, please ask him these questions or please push back at these points. Yeah, but he can't even do enough research to know that like this is Jeffrey Epstein's chef. That's amazing. Yeah. No, we had. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> we had Kissinger on it, but we just talked about pizza the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Is a hot dog a sandwich? It's entirely possible. And just not talking about Cambodia. Um, it's crazy. We got a voicemail. Uh, it's from our friend, our collective friend, I would say, Josh Androsky. Uh, well, yeah. Let's hear that right now. Sean and Joey can't come to the phone right now, but luckily phones are the domains of me, a robot. If you know the extension of Tillman Fertita, please dial it now. Press 1 to have a single beer with Zach Lowe. Press 2 for Senegal-related inquiries. Press 3 for Movie Times read by Brooke Lopez. Press 33 to hear problematic things Bill Simmons wrote in the early 2000s. Press 0 at any time to leave a message for Sean and Joey. That's right, you two can leave a message for Sean and Joey, just dial 323-682-0342. Once again that number is, 323-682-0342, please give me a call, being a robot is a solitary road. Hey, Round Ball Rock, this is friend of the show, not some kind of enemy of the show or foil of the show. I don't play that way. I'm a friend, okay, and I treat my friends with respect. So with respect, I have to say, I I, I think that your current, your choice of Will Barton is very good for Boy Who Ate the Most Spaghetti. Uh, but I got to say that, I think it might be my man, Kylo Quinn. Now, Kylo Quinn loves doing what more than anything else 
That's right, going to bar mitzvahs. And bar mitzvahs are home of, like, buffet-style meals. And it is one of the number one, like, reasons to go to a bar mitzvah uh, other than, like, you know, possibly learning, you know, how what wine tastes like. Uh, that isn't Manish Efforts. So I think it's Kylo Quinn, but this got me thinking. In this time of Quar, we need to be thinking about spirituality, about each other, about family gatherings. And with that in mind, I come from Southern California where bar mitzvahs weren't just bar mitzvahs. There were themes to bar mitzvahs. Um, My bar mitzvah theme was the WWF, or WWE now, uh, and I... Became a man to the song Sexy Boy by, uh, I don't know who it's by, but it was Shawn Michaels. Uh, I literally, that song played as like a very fat 13-year-old me became a man. Uh, so with that in mind, I want to know what bar mitzvah themes would this year's all-star starters choose? If they could choose any party theme, and it can't just be like, you know, a white, dress in white party or whatever. Uh, it's got to be something that really matters to them. And, and, and what would the sort of accessories of that be like? For example, at my bar mitzvah, you know, all the tables that you sat at were named after different wrestlers. Uh, where there was a big fake ring that we had. Uh, you know, that kind of thing. So what, what, what bar mitzvah theme would this year's all-star starters have? And what would that bar mitzvah accoutrement be? Love to all of the round ball rockers and round ball what the fuckers out there. Uh, I love you. Bye-bye. All right, guys. So we're going to run through this real fast. I just think off the top of our heads, uh, I'm going to name a player and then an, an NBA all-star, and then we're going to determine what the theme of their NBA, of their uh, bar mitzvah would be. Uh, mm. Let's start with James Harden. Oh, James Harden. Uh, his would be... Okay, Wait, so... Can you have... Strip club as your bar mitzvah theme. <laughs> yeah, I, that's. <laughs> yeah, let um God. So I, I see. I'm only taking you guys know inside information mm-hmm. about basketball players that I don't know. Whereas I know physical attributes and I possibly yeah. know stats. You also uh, know uh, about being Jewish. Yes, yeah. I know that a lot. <laughs> and and I look at James Harden. Uh, and I kind of compare him to uh, all of the, you know, bar mitzvah boys at most of the bar mitzvahs I've been to. Mm-hmm. And I say, like, there's a certain type of bar mitzvah kid who uh, who gets facial hair before the rest of us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so, like, I Sephardic. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the uh, Sephardim, they, uh, they, they're, they're a hairy bunch. Um, so, God, I mean, James Harden, if he had a bar mitzvah, I could see it being, well, I don't know, because part of me just looks at the beard and goes like, uh, you know, maybe he's like uh, some sort of lumberjack theme. Like maybe see? he's, uh, you know. Here's the, uh, here's the thing you need to know about James Harden. Um, yeah. He's mainly famous, uh, besides playing basketball and the beard and all, uh, within NBA circles, he's famous for uh, going to the most strip clubs. 
Yeah. Uh, he once had a party on a yacht that was just him and 50 strippers. There were no <laughs> other men there. <laughs> um, uh, every, yeah. It was his birthday party. Everyone was dressed in all white. Um, <laughs> so I kind of think... <coughs> He's going to have, like, a straight-up, like, nightclub like like bar mitzvah. You know what I mean? Like... Oh, okay. Yeah, we call that uh, we call that theme in the Jewish community, we call that a Persian theme bar yeah, mitzvah. Yeah, yeah. That sounds correct <laughs> to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is uh, where it's just, like, the theme is um, look at how many curtains and different things of upholstery we can make <laughs> into gold it's like we have a gold chair we have a gold curtain you know it's uh, yeah 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 it's they, they like a gold um all right so i think that's fair let's and that's go- not that's not anti-semitic that's not yeah, anti-semitic yeah, yeah. that is specifically anti-persian right if <laughs> if it were anti-semitic it would have been the rumpelstiltskin uh themed uh one exactly. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right, uh, let's move on to Luka Doncic. I got this one. This one's easy. Luka Doncic, when he first came in the NBA, said his dream would be to marry Jennifer Aniston. So this is going to be a Friends-themed uh-huh. uh, bar mitzvah for sure. <laughs> this yeah. is going to be that graphic with The Office, only it's it's just the Friends portion. Do you think it's like, do you think he might do like Friends basketball if he knew it was an option? Possibly, but I think he wants all the waiters dressed as Gunther. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. The whole thing's a massive. Uh, yeah, they're, they're Central Perk. They're taking pictures in front of a fountain with a couch. You know what I mean? They're, they're doing it up. All right. Uh-huh. Yeah. And he's like, could I be more of a man? <laughs> <laughs> I think this is just like classic, uh, you know. Eastern Bloc a few years behind the rest of us in pop culture. Like, I remember when, uh, you know, Mirko Krokop was fighting in the UFC and he would come out to Wild Boys by Duran Duran. Mm-hmm. And it was just, just like, <laughs> like, sure, this is a great uh, walk-up music in, like, 1991. Uh, so, yeah, I feel like uh, that yeah. one... Uh, Feels like a Wild Boys, you know, Wild Boys themed. Uh, well, there are uh, actually um, multiple NBA players from different countries who say their favorite show is Friends. And it's because <laughs> a lot of them learned English through watching Friends. I think Jokic said yeah. that. And then Ricky Rubio also, I believe, said he learned English through watching Friends. Um, yeah. All right. I would, no. I would say years ago if you surveyed the league and asked their favorite tv show i think something like 70 percent of the responses were martin yeah <laughs> that's fair uh-huh. i mean also you know i i i was i've also been watching that documentary uh you know the the last dance and uh it did seem like the nba was a pretty big fan of seinfeld yeah uh, I, I just thought that was a curb your enthusiasm episode where Shaq was into seinfeld but maybe, you know, there's something about network TV sitcoms and the NBA that just go well together. Uh, I think they they like well, Seinfeld because they... Well, that Seinfeld's... What? There's a million reruns. That's true. I think anything in, uh, what do you call it? Syndication. syndication. 
Yeah, they're going to yeah. love it. Well, what I was going to say is I think in the 90s they were into Seinfeld because they also were into dating teenage girls. Um, all right. Uh, <laughs> oh. In your face, Dwight Howard. Uh, Kawhi Leonard. The whole girl out of the underage. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, Kawhi Leonard. This one to me is also sort of easy. I think this is sort of off the beaten path. Because uh, he's a fucking weirdo. I think he would have a Yu-Gi-Oh card themed uh, bar mitzvah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not Pokemon, but it's sort of Pokemon. It's like, you know what I mean? It's off-brand, but also off-kilter. Because he's a weirdo. I think, you gotta, I think you gotta go with something that's just like, you know, a common noun. Uh, <laughs> you know, like it's like a, a blanket-themed bar mitzvah or something. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, the w- you're saying what Kawhi is known for is being kind of a nerd? He's not a nerd. He's just like an alien. My favorite. Yeah, he's like, like outside like, of pop culture yeah. and like fun. Yeah. As like, a, as a very casual level NBA observer like Matt, like my, the only thing that I really know about Ka- Kawhi Leonard is the Apple Time story. Uh-huh. But like, like, you know, that's it. <laughs> That's, uh, you really only need that to understand. Vince, do you want to tell, uh, Matt Lieb the Apple Time story? Please yeah, do. The way, I, the way I understand it, there was, like, a team dinner at, like, some sort of fancy restaurant, and Kawhi Leonard just pulled out a giant sack of apples and started eating. He didn't order anything, he just pulled out a sack of apples, and they're like, and they asked him about it, and he just said, Apple Time, Apple Time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the heart of a champion, though. Yeah. You know? He's just trying to be healthy. I, <laughs> I respect that. You know, that's, uh, I, I think uh, back in the day, there was, I did go to a Pokemon themed bar mm-hmm. mitzvah. And so Yu Gi Oh! At this point, is Yu Gi Oh! popular enough to be, uh, you know, a bar mitzvah theme? I don't know. Maybe Yu Gi Oh! cards, did they make a comeback? Yeah, but I mean, Kawhi Leonard's like 32, you know what I mean? Or 30. So, like, I'm trying to, like, go backwards, you know what I mean? Um, (laughs) uh, All right, LeBron James, Matt Lieb's least favorite player. Oh, the worst. He would have a bitch theme bar. (laughs) That's uh, where uh, he goes up, and while he's reading his Haftorah, um, you know, he just sucks ass at it. And everyone uh, just watches and pretends that he's, like, crushing it. Uh, and then um, during his uh, party, he just spends the whole time, like, ignoring Kobe's existence. Uh, yeah, I mean, LeBron James, if, yeah, if he had a bar mitzvah, what would his actual theme be? I think um, it would be, the what's the most common bar mitzvah theme? I mean, the most common bar mitzvah. Because here's the thing about LeBron too. James: kind of a basic bitch. Um, yeah, like yeah, he wants true. to be fancy, but like he can't. He's like, I know what fancy people are into wine, so he's into wine now. He thought he invented yeah. the phrase Taco Tuesday. Um, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's from Ohio. What are you gonna do? Yeah. Uh, so. He would have an uh, electric guitar theme. Yeah, uh, exactly. That was that was, uh, that was a very popular theme. It was like <laughs> our theme is just rocking and rolling, and it was just a lot of listening to Green Day. 
Uh, yeah, that sounds that sounds right to me. All right. I uh, think his other theme would be losing in the finals. <laughs> uh, uh, all right, uh, Anthony Davis. Um, Ad. I um, I have some inside. I am <laughs> Frida Kahlo. I have some inside <laughs> info simple, on this one. Incredibly base level. <laughs> uh, when Ad first got traded to the uh, Lakers, I was at Universal Studios Hollywood. Uh, and I saw Anthony Davis there, and he was getting on the Harry Potter ride, and he was very excited mm-hmm. about it. And first off, I want you to know how weird it is to see a seven-footer ride a, uh, the Harry Potter ride. He did not fit in the, the, the chair. Um, yeah, yeah. And there <laughs> is a height limit. Is you know? there? I mean, I think all uh, there. Um, I'll send you guys. There's an amazing picture of uh, the Warriors on an off day about five years ago, going to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter in Florida, nice. and uh, it's just a photo of Clay Thompson, Leandra Barbosa, and Harrison Barnes uh, riding a Harry Potter ride together, and it looks <laughs> the all the all the the scale is so off. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's like, that's the thing. You're supposed to be, there, there's there's a height limit in terms of, like, you can't be too small, right? So uh-huh. it would totally track, it makes sense to believe that you, there's also, you can't be fucking seven feet mm-hmm. tall and ride these. But, you know, these guys, uh, because they're famous, they got a bunch of special favors from the uh, the staff over at Universal Studios Hollywood. Yeah, so we got off the ride at the same time. And I tried to act like Buy I was. A butterbeer? No, no. I tried to take a <laughs> selfie because he was in the store. And I was trying to uh-huh. take a selfie with him in the background. And uh-huh. uh, his special, special Universal Studios employee yelled at selfie me. Selfie stopper? Yeah. Wow. He was like, put your damn phone away. <laughs> wow. Show some respect. <laughs> Um, this is Anthony fucking Davis. Yeah. <laughs> so it definitely he's doing a he's doing Harry Potter theme. It's a Harry Potter themed bar mitzvah. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. Yeah. I also like Frida Kahlo. I think yeah. uh, we're going on look alone. Uh all right, Trey yeah. Young. I mean, obviously that was based on deep observations of his personality <laughs> and not at all a surface level depiction of his universe. Uh, I, I mean, I'll tell you what he's not having. It is uh, it is definitely not a uh, Fat Tuesday themed uh, bar mitzvah because he hates New Orleans. Um, <laughs> all right, uh, Trey. Let's go to move on to the East. Trey Young. Uh, this what if he this like, team is way less had famous. A well, that's what I was gonna say. He's thirteen, right? So he has his hair yeah. at this point. Um, hopefully, yeah, it's, just, it's like like I I think it would be great if it was like the movie barbershop. Like he uh-huh. he literally hires a entertainer impersonator, <laughs> and people sit in the chairs, and uh, he's offering guys haircuts, but he himself is like, no, no, this this is for my friends. I don't I don't need I don't need to cut my my hair. My hair looks great. Um. So, Sean, uh, Matt, you probably yeah. aren't that familiar with Trey Young. I know, actually, I know a little bit about Trey Young. <laughs> I know that uh, uh, Trevor Ariza tried to like hit him. Uh, uh, like they, they have, he and Trevor Ariza have beef. 
So I imagine that he has a fuck Trevor Ariza themed uh, bar mitzvah. But I don't I don't actually know why they hate each other. I don't even I didn't even know they hated each other. But what I want to do right now is send you a picture of Trey Young's hair. Um, okay. So yeah. check the oh, chat. No, I, yeah, I, oh, I um, know what he looks like. Oh, yeah, so you know he has like baby hair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know he's. <laughs> he has uh, he got very thin little curls. Like yeah, that. he has like wispy baby hair. Yeah, yeah um, like that he, he's also it, losing. Like, this is never gonna get thicker. Uh huh. Um. So yeah, I I say he I think he does like a I mean you know he has baby hair so maybe it's like a look who's talking uh, uh-huh. themed bar mitzvah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that would be amazing if Trey Trey uh, had a bar mitzvah theme where it was like you know I'm becoming a man today. Here's a movie that came out eight yeah. years before I was born. <laughs> this movie is turning 21. I'm turning 13. Let's do it. Um, yeah. All right. This guy's also not very famous. I'm going to say the three the three guys on this that start this team are not very famous. Uh, mm-hmm. Kemba Walker, the starting point guard for the Boston Celtics. Uh it's just this is just proof even the all-star game is rigged in LeBron's favor. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Every year it's like, wow, he it's Kevin Durant and Anthony Davis on his team. <laughs> and <laughs> me- meanwhile, t- team Giannis has Trey Young, Kemba Walker, Pascal Siakam. Um <laughs> But yeah, Kemba Walker, I think his theme would be like uh not Kyrie Irving. Uh-huh. Whatever the opposite of Kyrie Irving's bar mitzvah theme would be. So uh-huh. like he's like Kemba Walker's aesthetic is that maybe he's working a second job. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> like, he's he's that committed to saving money and hard work that he's he's like moonlighting in a oh. like as a night watchman. But or yeah, something. also the city of Boston loves him right now because again, he's not Kyrie Irving. So I think our yeah. best bet is to figure out what Kyrie Irving's bar mitzvah theme would be and pick the polar sure. opposite. Sure, sure, sure. So I uh, think um, Kyrie would probably have a Freemasons themed bar mitzvah. <laughs> <laughs> I could, I could see him doing some kind of like dystopian future, or even even like a Battlestar Galactica. I could even see. I, mean, I think it's straight like, up. I think you know what though. I think Kyrie's. Uh, it's straight up the Illuminati. It's Illuminati themed. So is that what so happened? There's a giant pyramid. Is Tupac Kyrie... to lie at his bar mitzvah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Has Kyrie gone from like flat Earth to just full on being like a like a fucking like Illuminati fucking QAnon guy? Because I, I love that. <laughs> He's I love like that. halfway uh, there. Yeah. Why. I think lizard people. His, would be good his Instagram has a lot of uh, definite kind of symbology kind of things. Uh, <laughs> let me let me see if I can just. Pull up, he uh, definitely the posts Insta- the triangle with the eye in it a lot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love people's fascination with that. Like whoever came up with that creepy ass like pyramid with the eye thing, they're probably like, "Look at this! It looks so fucking cool, dude." We'll pull it up, put it on our money. Like it represents something, and like 
it is the creepiest thing. So I get being someone who's like, I don't know what the fuck that is, but that's some fucking, those are lizard people put that, well, you know, like that, <laughs> that makes sense to me. Kyrie, there's a triangle with an eye on it on his that. shoe. On his shoe really? now, yeah. <laughs> Does that mean he's, is he pro-Illuminati then? Is, like, that's, oh, this is interesting. Kyrie, what what did you just post, Sean? So this is his Instagram bio. His name is uh, Kyrie Lesion mm-hmm. on, uh, as you might know from that Mr. Mr. song from 1987. <laughs> um and his bio reads, I am God's son. I am Gila of Standing Rock Sioux Tribe. <laughs> I don't I don't understand the pronunciation guide he has mm-hmm. there for Kyrie under his name. And then I don't here's, his, we say, here's his shoe with the triangle logo on it. Oh. Um. God damn. <laughs> Would we say that he's like Hotep adjacent? Absolutely. But it's also Oh, oh yes. It's I would actually say it's um, there's also a hippie element to it as well. That's less uh, Hotep adjacent because um, he also likes to claim that he's like going to invent a commune where they're going to grow their own food and stuff. Um, I mean, if he's super into conspiracy theories, then he might actually like his bar mitzvah theme would be the first ever uh, anti-Semitic theme bar mitzvah. <laughs> <laughs> It's just like it's just like that's every table. Tip. The table themes are just like all right. That's the uh, that's the Ford table, and uh, that there, of course, is the Hitler table. Over here, we have the uh, fucking you know Walt Disney. Uh, yeah, Walt Disney table. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be amazing. You just have, <laughs> yeah, you have uh, the Marlon Brando table. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Henry Ford, the Henry Ford table. Yeah, the Henry Ford table, yeah. Um, Oh, that'd be incredible. I'm going to say, though, uh, to give Kyrie the benefit of the doubt and not uh, have it be... It's a good name. Right, so it's it's X-Files themed. That's what Kyrie... Yeah, (laughs) so what is the polar opposite of the (laughs) X-Files? Oh, shit, okay. Like a Bonanza theme? Is it like a Western... I think it's got to be in the 90s, though. I think we've got to stay in that same oh, decade, oh, okay. time frame. Uh, County Jr.? <laughs> I mean, if we're talking about opposites of X-Files, I mean, then we're talking, we're not talking about a drama. We're talking about, I mean, maybe it's Ricky Lake themed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how, about if, how about it's like 24, you know, like. X-Files. Yeah, yeah no, oh, I like that. Right. I like that. Kem- uh, the- Kemba Walker. Also, the people of Boston would like that because, uh, yeah, you know. Uh, yeah, so you Kemba Walker. Paris, it's your fucking bar mitzvah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's Kemba Walker's having a twenty-four themed bar mitzvah. All right, um, Pascal yes. Siakam. That's perfect. Um, so I do not know Pascal. What is it? What's it? Siakam. Siakam. Yeah. Um, S-I-A-K-A-M. Uh, yeah. He was on the, he's on the Toronto Raptors. He's young. He's very mm-hmm. good. Um, but yeah, there's no yeah, reason you should I know mean, who I he mean, is as a casual NBA I mean, fan. I think he is, he lived in 
Cameroon until he was like 16. Yeah, that sounds Ooh. right. Um, I think Pascal is just having a um, like, yeah, he, yeah. Go ahead, Sean. Oh, oh, I, I, I think his like, I feel like he's still at that kind of like introductory. Um, uh, I feel like he, he would be at a more introductory stage in his acclamation to American pop culture. So I actually think he might go SpongeBob. That's that was exactly what I was gonna say. Uh, wow. I love SpongeBob. Yeah, that's All what right. happens when you podcast together for this long. You start <laughs> <Yeah>. knowing. <laughs> Exactly what stupid shit the other person is going to say. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Even when it doesn't really make any sense. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right. This is a fun one. Giannis Antetokounmpo. What yeah. kind of bar mitzvah is the Greek freak having? God, that's it. So, I, it's a long name. I think it's, it's, it's horny. Spanakopita. I think it's going to be... Yeah. <laughs> I think Sean's right here. I think it's a horny. Bur- uh, I think it's a horny bar mitzvah theme. Yes, for he's sure. like he's innocent. He likes to eat lots of different fair food and stuff. But also, he like his favorite thing was getting that blowjob from his girlfriend. Uh, it was just like a buzzer. This? Oh no, it's the blowjob bell. It's a right? bell. Yeah. So for what? oh, I'll show. Okay, so on Valentine's Day two years ago. <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh, Giannis was on a, uh, he live streamed and he was like, look at what my girlfriend got me for Valentine's Day. And it was a bell that says ring bell for blowjob. <laughs> and he Christ. was really laughing about it and ringing the bell. And his girlfriend off screen was like, no, there are kids watching this. And then he <laughs> oh was like, God. He was like, I'm also a freak in the sheets. <laughs> like laughing like a <laughs> maniac. <laughs> it's funny because like you because they're they're so well paid and because, you know, they're in such good shape, you forget that, you know, most of these players are literal children. Well, Giannis <laughs> in particular is very childlike, <laughs> I would say. Um, well, like, he's like his background is like Greek Aladdin. He was like a like a barefoot street rat, basically. Yeah. Right? Isn't yeah, that kind of yeah, yeah, he was kind of like Greek Aladdin. Yeah, I would say that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, uh so he would have And Aladdin have, is uh, a relatively a horny, horny Disney movie, but I think oh, he would yeah. still go for, for something for adult. Yeah, uh yeah, so I think it's like, what is the horniest bar mitzvah theme you've ever been to, Wyatt well, Lieb? I mean, there was, uh, I've, I've never been to an explicitly horny one. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of the kids at bar mitzvahs, though, are horny by right, design. of course, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and... By uh, nature's through- design, too. Yeah, not yeah. even... Yeah. Yeah. No, not by the Jews' design. <laughs> <laughs> We've created a, a place 
well, 13 year olds can give each other hand jobs. <laughs> no, it's like, it's just like, by nature, we're all fucking 13 and we're yeah. all horny as shit. And there's always one guy who actually gets a hand job at the bar mitzvah and everyone's jealous of that guy. And it's never the bar mitzvah boy. Mm-hmm. That's the best part, actually. <laughs> the bar mitzvah boy is mostly just the person who's been humiliated. Mm-hmm. It's the person who we've had to, uh, you know, s- sit and watch them read their hop Torah and, uh, and laugh at the fact that they're uh, shaking with nerves or sweaty. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, all their parents are there and stuff. So they, they feel really nervous about having a good time. It's really cute. Um, but uh, yeah, in general, there's always some kid who gets a hand job. In terms of like horny bar mitzvah themes, I mean, I would imagine in the 90s, there probably were some like Baywatch themed, you know. Ooh, that's Ooh, a good one. That is a good one. Yeah, uh, like the Little Mermaid. Can we have that as an apartment? <laughs> I mean, but the Little Mermaid is like a that is a freak type of horny where like yeah. like I I at 13 desperately wanted to fuck a fish mm-hmm. and did. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I I feel that the question is is whether uh he is I mean, you did say he he called himself a freak in the sheets. Mm-hmm. Well, his nickname's the Greek freak, so he was also being uh, you know. Oh, you yeah. still Play. Yeah, yeah, but exactly. His conception of freaky is he likes getting blowjobs, which, uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ooh, it's scandalous. That's what the first of the do. NBA. Uh, yeah. So, you know what? I'm going one step above Baywatch. I think Giannis's theme is uh, Wild On with Brooke Burke. Like, <laughs> 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 right, he's not, he's not going to go all the way. Silk stockings, yeah. which I think would be the other alternative. I think he's a wild on man, though. He likes he likes the diversity of the travel. I love it. Uh, and then finally, this one to me is an easy slam dunk. Uh, Joel Embiid. Uh, oh. And to me, this is very, very easily a Family Guy themed bar mitzvah. Interesting, because <laughs> he it's, thinks he's he, so if, funny. Oh yeah, yes. Uh, what about a Shirley Temple thing? Like you, you drink Shirley Temples. There's, there's like the girls are supposed to dress like Shirley Temple. Well, he's uh, not in black 88 face. years old. Um, is the problem uh, with that one? <laughs> he only knows the. He probably learned about Shirley Temple from an episode of Family yeah, Guy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, oh, that is 100. Yeah. percent Um. <laughs> it, yeah, uh, all I know about Joel Embiid uh, was uh, the story about um, I think it was on like Reply All or something like that, mm-hmm. where they uh, mm-hmm. uh, it was about the fact that somebody was uh, had a burn burner account on yeah, him. The GM, you know about this? yeah, yeah, oh yeah, oh I mean, yeah, this the is GM very... had a burner, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. and it turned out it was probably the GM's wife. So to me, that story is actually, uh, it's I like mean, a love story. Oh, that is sweet. Yeah. Cause she's like, that she was, was like defending his Italian wife. Yeah. And, him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and, and got him fired. Um, but you know, they are clearly very happily married because, uh, cause they're still together. 
Yeah, and also, you know, she just uh, had to create a burner account to defend her husband's work constantly. <laughs> well, look, if, if my mom had any connection to the NBA, she would have a burner account that she talks shit about my perceived rivals as well. <laughs> and everyone. She would just talk shit about everybody. Yeah, yeah. If my mom had a burner account just to defend me online, it would just be uh, her... Her telling uh, all of the Nazis that I'm not full Jewish, so it's okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, let's let's uh, let's take a little break here, real quick, to uh, hear from our sponsor, author John Wilms, uh, and his book Jad's Dad Milo, available now from Mouse House Books. Hey, Roundball Rock today is sponsored by Jad's Dad Milo from Mouse House Books, and we were lucky enough to, uh... It's the only publishing company with uh, a dog as its main publisher, and mostly the dog has been nice enough to uh, give away five copies of Jad's Dad Milo by John Wilms uh, to five lucky Roundball Rock listeners, and I'm here right now with John Wilms, the author of Jad's Dad Milo. John, how are you? I'm good, Joey. How are you? Uh, I'm excited. Have you ever given away books before as a no. Uh, prize? No. No. Uh, first, I guess yeah, we should. I first, I guess we should talk about uh, what's Jad's dad Milo about? Besides oh, uh, Jad's dad <laughs> named Milo. It's it's a sh- it's a shorter story. I mean, it's a, a longer short story. Slash like a novella, uh, lengthwise. See, it's hard for me to talk about it without just being very technical. Lengthwise, <laughs> like basically the exact same length as James Joyce's *The Dead*. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where the similarities between the two end. Um, it, it's basically about uh, the narrator named Bert who works with the titular character Milo and mm-hmm. his son Jack. And uh, he just tries to um, overtake uh, Milo's life. He's obsessed with him and wants to take over his job and his wife and everything. Uh, well, it, and he's, and, go ahead. And Milo's really into the 2014-15 Chicago Bulls, and he tries to use this against him in various ways. <laughs> well, uh, you've got a trivia question to give out. Uh the way we want to do this is if you the first person to answer John's trivia question question correctly and tag both John and at Round Rock Pod on Twitter will get a copy of Jad's Dad Milo. Uh but if you don't get said uh copy, where can we purchase Jad's Dad Milo, John? Oh, uh, Mouse House Books website. Yep. So that's just mousehousebooks.com slash product slash jads dash dad dash Milo. It's also just at the top of my Twitter account. And, you know, you could probably just search Mouse House Books on Google or whatever. All right. And uh, find it fast. So, John. The, the, the oh, paper book is not yet available. The ebook is available now. Paper book, hopefully soon. Yeah. Um, and this is an ebook you will be winning when you answer said trivia question, which let's get to it. Wilms, what's today's trivia question? Okay, so just a heads up, maybe a trick question. Not that complicated of a trick question. But right now, am I, am I studying 
which of the which of the following characters am I currently studying? Um, <laughs> Love a subjective question. Keep going. <laughs> international um, crime mastermind Paul Luru, uh, or domestic sort of gosh, I don't even know how you would describe this guy. Domestic shithead um, Jacob Wool. Mm. So. He, Jacob Wool wishes he was an international crime man, right? Yeah, Jacob Wool probably aspires to <laughs> Paul LaRue's stature uh, on the daily. But uh, the most he can do is, you know, just be really funny. Uh, <laughs> um, all right. So if you have a guess, first person to get that correct and tag both at Round Rock Pod and at Wilms Words. Gets a free copy of Jad's Dad Milo, courtesy of uh, Mosley the Dog, the publisher of Mouse House Books. Uh, thanks a lot, John. We'll see you next week with a different trivia question. Time to talk about what we really brought you guys here on here for. Uh, you both have a Sopranos podcast called Pod God Yourself right. a Gun. Uh, yes, we do. Sean and I have both been on it on said That's right. podcast. And uh, we got a reader question about a month ago asking who the junior soprano of the NBA was. (laughs) Um, And we decided we needed to have you on and decide who the each soprano was for the NBA. So let's start off with Uncle Junior. Guys, you're the soprano experts. Yeah. And Sean and I are the NBA experts. So why don't you, in a couple of words, describe what you think, uh, like the NBA equivalent of Junior Soprano has to be, like his defining characteristics? Absolutely. Well, let's see. He's like, well, he's he's a ladies, like he's a undercover ladies man. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I feel like his main thing is that he is aging and becoming increasingly irrelevant. And he's sort of, uh, he's, he's fulminating against his own, uh, increasing irre- mm-hmm. irrelevance. I would say. And he's like yeah, a cuck I, too now. Right. I mean, he's like constantly being used. He's a cuck. I mean, I think it's <laughs> fair to, to call him a cuck. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, you know, one of the big things about him is he eats pussy. I think what he would be <laughs> is he would have to be like, um, uh, kind of like a, a vet on an age, uh, on, on a team that's, uh, getting younger. Um, he's someone who some is guy, way past who, his some prime, guy still in the yeah. NBA. Mm-hmm. Some guy who was like on the cusp of stardom. But never quite became a star, and it is now like past his prime. I would say. So yeah, what about a a, a uh, Vince Carter? Vince Carter is, is he still in the NBA? He is. Yeah, but Vince Carter was, he was like Vince Carter was, yeah. yeah, he was too famous though. Like, yeah, he was teased okay. and technically is not over. So neither is Vince Carter's career. <laughs> I'm just I'm just trying to figure out a uh, a an old guy on the like, decline. Well, isn't he also like a guy that didn't never quite got to the top spot? Yes, he is. Very respected, made some questionable decisions. Like, like like, he's never been the franchise player, right? I still think he was like like too strong role player. I think he was like too cool, right? Yeah. Um. Well, he was like he was like the most popular 
in the NBA for a couple of years. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Uh, what about Trevor Ariza? Oh, I like that. Not really good enough. Yeah, but Junior is not that great. I'm thinking also about Brothers um, a little bit. So, like, uh-huh. maybe he's – who's worse, Brooke or Robin Lopez? Uh, Fresno's I mean, Robin is the inferior Lopez. Is brother. Robin the inferior twin? I actually think Robin's the superior twin, but the inferior basketball player, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> okay. I would agree with that, yeah. Okay, okay. What about this? Uh, I, it's possible he's Mark Gasol. Yeah. Is that, <laughs> you know, like, like I'm thinking about like, cause Junior Soprano's brother mm-hmm. was the, the head boss. Of, yeah. He was the boss, you know? Uh-huh. And then the, you know, his son, maybe I'm being too literal okay. here. So what we're looking for, who's the most famous I NBA would... player known for eating pussy? You, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm sure Marcus Gasol eats pussy because well, Ray <laughs> Allen is the most famous NBA player for eating pussy because he like- once po- he once tweeted a DM, which well, was just a description it's like of the uh, dirtiest thing ever. Um, I feel like it's, Ray it's, Allen. It's like the dirtiest thing I've ever read, and then like, he immediately yeah. was like, "My phone, my phone was hacked," and then he's just dead. Or been on social media. Except again, then like he the accidentally remember also posted a dirty thing on his Facebook page and then got oh, quote unquote hacked like three years later. Um, I mean Ray Allen is the perfect choice. I read the Ray Allen I actually I do not want you to read the Ray Allen tweet. It's too gross. Uh, <laughs> no, really I actually wait. Thing. Something hit me. I think I think the junior oh, oh, also just sorry for the record. Uh, Ray Allen also. Uh, was continually uh, sexting someone for months that turned out to be a man who was catfishing him. And <laughs> yeah. Trying to extort um, oh, that it's was definitely more... Ray Allen, though. But yeah. wait, no, no. I actually have a better, and I th- I have one though. I okay. think. What about Blake Griffin? Oh, because Blake Griffin to me is the saddest current NBA star. Uh, because oh he, he never quite got there. Now he's just lost. He's hurt all the time. He's lost, and he's in yeah, Detroit he's in by himself. Hospital, like Uncle Junior. Yeah. Uh, also, <laughs> I do kind of think the way Uncle Junior dresses, he thinks he could have been a stand-up comedian. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, and no, you that's... think like you th- you think about um, Blake Griffin has also tried to deliver a hit in a restaurant. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, that really <laughs> <laughs> that was perfect. Yeah, and constantly people are talking about his relationships all the time. Yep. Yeah, damn. I think you guys nailed it. I think that's it. Yeah. It's funny because I, I don't picture him as old, but then I remember that uh, he was young when I was still watching basketball. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess he's old as fuck now. Or at least, you know, in, in basketball years. Well, and uh, I do think there's a certain amount of uh, they thought he was going to be the boss. And then Chris yep. Paul came in and made him not the boss to the point where he uh-huh. hates basketball. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Also, a uh, beautiful singing voice, too. Just, <laughs> oh, gorgeous. gorgeous. Gorgeous singing voice. Um, yeah, probably... Probably eats pussy. Probably eats a ton of pussy. Oh, definitely eats pussy. 
Okay, but we're definitely not going to stop at Junior Soprano. Uh, by the oh. way, spoiler alert for The Sopranos. If you haven't watched it, probably don't uh, listen to this podcast from here on out. <laughs> if you haven't watched The Sopranos, uh, you're, you're, I don't know what you're doing with your life. You're 20, you've, you've had 20 years to do it. You've had so long to do it at this point, like... There's, I, I think we're just fucking months away from tweets uh, from people who think that not watching The Sopranos is some sort of like statement on their character. Yeah, yeah. Where they're just like, it's like the people who've been like, I've never seen a single Marvel movie. It's like good on you for like mm-hmm. completely ignoring reality, which is that these are ubiquitous. Um, but let's start at the top, huh? Tony Soprano. Oh, I see. Tony's a hard one to do. Like, like Tony's a hard one to do because you are basically, you're, you're, you know, the easy answer would be something like, uh, fucking, I don't know, like, you know, you look at him as the boss, and so you're like, is he LeBron James? And I guess there's there's some precedent for that, but let me give you some background on Tony Soprano mm-hmm. so that you guys can make the best decision. I have yeah. an idea already, but uh, keep going. Tell, give us uh, a background. Yeah, well, I mean, so Tony Soprano, you think of him as the boss, but you have to remember that he's the boss of New Jersey. He's the boss of a shittier franchise. Mm-hmm. So he's the franchise yeah. player of a shitty franchise. He's not, and it's also, you know, it's, 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 he's got constant mental health issues from yes. the, uh, from the demands of being the boss. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh-huh. Exactly. Uh, and, he is so he's constantly feeling inferior, um, but he also uh, he's also someone that, at least in his own world, is the boss, and people want to please. Uh, he's. Uh, I would someone- say I, I would say like his dominant character uh, characteristic is the fact that he's torn between trying to be like the old school guy that he grew up thinking mm-hmm. uh, the type of person that he should be, and like the modern like semi woke, like in touch with his feelings kind of guy. Mm-hmm. And like yeah. this uh-huh. dissonance between those two worlds is like sort of grinding him to dust mentally. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he's also like the personification of the ultimate failure of his own generation. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and I would say that is all of those reasons uh, are the reason I think the Tony Soprano of the NBA is Chris Paul. Oh, oh, yeah, very good. Uh, like very always, good. always lashing out, but kind of, kind of passing out in the clutch a lot of the time mm-hmm. too. <laughs> uh, yelling a lot. He's like an old school <laughs> point guard who now is being forced to shoot threes all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, he belittles people constantly. Um, he like uh-huh. uh, kind of marches around. He's like both. He both has Napoleon syndrome and uh, like overprivileged syndrome at the same time. Um, yeah, he can like work with a rival for a little while, and yes. then and then they both are trying to kill each other. Uh, and he always loses in the end, <laughs> uh, yeah. which is also a thing that constantly happens with Tony Soprano. Um, yeah, like, uh, like basically the Chris Paul the Chris Paul series would end. With him, like, taking the ball across half court with eight seconds left in a tied playoff game, and then would fade to black. 
but you knew he would like turn it over yeah. Yeah. trying to draw a foul. I think like in a previous era, like maybe Charles Oakley would have been a good Tony Soprano, you know, because he's like mm-hmm. on a team, like he's a prominent member, well known, but he's on a team that never actually wins the big one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was thinking like a Mitch Richmond. But, like, uh, someone who uh, – it's not to say that Tony doesn't win because uh, I, I do think that he, in his own world, definitely wins. And, you know, if you watch yeah. the series, he he does end up um, surviving at least – I mean, who knows what happens at the end. So I, I know what happens at the end. He's alive living in his own personal hell that's depressed uh, because yeah. he's betrayed and killed everyone that loved him. And uh, yeah. he's stuck with this family that he's failed and hated constantly and Maybe. has to look them in the eye every day. So everything you Maybe. just said, I'm thinking that, uh, <laughs> you know, if, we, if we're going old players that are like that, then Reggie Miller. I See, love, I was yeah. thinking Carl Malone. Like, <laughs> oh. Did Carl Malone ever win the big one? Nope. Nope. No. And he's very old school. Yeah, and he's also kind of in a backwater, uh, sexually inappropriate. Like, (laughs) Carmelo's the only NBA player who's, like, actively hitting on other players' wives. Mm -hmm. It feels very Tony. Um, Yeah, that is very Tony. All right, let's move on. Uh, The second... Go ahead. So, do, do, do you ever think about how like Jimmy Kimmel used to get away with doing a Carl Malone impression in blackface? Yeah, all the time. <laughs> um, there was no reason that couldn't have just been a picture of Carl Malone where they made the lips move. He yeah. actually wore blackface. All right, and uh, not just blackface. We're talking black arms, yeah, black legs, uh-huh. black yeah. black hands. The guy went all out. And, yeah, and very that, black voice. For that, I almost am like, you know, credit where credit is due. He didn't make it, you know, he didn't take the easy way out. Has he apologized he said, for that? Oh, yeah. He's apologized multiple times. He is like, <laughs> I, I think it's like one of those things that keeps getting dragged up by Twitter every year. So he's just like, sorry, uh-huh. and then moves on. If they think that's bad, watch the rest of the man show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Carmela Soprano. Uh, what are what are Carmela's defining uh, characteristics? Uh, being, being trapped um, with somebody um, who doesn't respect them, cheats on them constantly. Also, um, she gets off on kind of unrequited flirtation. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. She's so, morally righteous in her conscious mind, but mm-hmm. uh, her unconscious desires have led her. Uh, to marry a you know a murdering gangster who she also benefits from uh, like her whole life is like, she's America to a certain degree you know mm-hmm, like right. she likes to think of herself as good but she's built on slavery and colonization kind mm-hmm. of thing yeah 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 this, and she's like the hmm. relationship with her um, family is also an interesting one uh, because of the fact that she is she loves her kids obviously but she she holds. Uh, uh, some power over them and, and, you know, does, I wouldn't say like over manipulates them. She does like the type of motherly manipulation that any mother does. Um, so I don't know. I would see her as someone who martyrs herself mm-hmm. at every turn. And so if there's a basketball player who's really into martyring themselves. Maybe someone who's on the same team as like a goon and benefits from it, but like has a squeaky clean image. Uh huh. 
Uh, like, like Isaiah Thomas historically would be yes. very much like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, my uh, instinct for this one was to go with Steph Curry. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, the deep benefits from having having uh Draymond, Draymond. Green and Andrew Bogut like uh set illegal screens for him constantly while having like <laughs> yeah. a uh squeaky clean uh-huh. image. Yeah. Super religious, <laughs> hangs out with like also, a kind of a creepy priest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> also, don't you think Carmella would really like those curry twos? <laughs> like I could see Carmella like wearing them to play tennis with a Yeah, Adriana. those are like Carmella's bangs, like in shoe form. <laughs> <laughs> also, Chris Paul hates Steph Curry, and doesn't Tony kind of hate Carmella in his like deepest, deepest, uh, like sure. subconscious? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, I see that. I mean, it's like there's uh, it's it's the mother of his children, but also uh, he hates uh, the emotional control that she has over him. Mm-hmm. Uh, this next one to me is easy, but my favorite character on The Sopranos, mm-hmm. Anthony Jr. Uh, uh <laughs> yeah. I would say Dwight Howard. <laughs> um, uh, so, Fail Anthony, Son, into New Metal, yeah, briefly yeah. was, uh, into Nietzsche. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he's just... <laughs> His entire, I mean, he's spoiled and soft and dumb. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He wears the worst outfit of his era (laughs) at every every conceivable time. Couldn't you see Dwight wearing some of Anthony Jr.'s outfits? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I do like Dwight for this, but I actually think Kyrie Irving is the correct choice for this. Yeah, 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 (laughs) yeah, yeah. yeah, Of course. Yeah, Yeah, the credulousness. I mean, he's very credulous in those bits. (laughs) Yeah, just like secretly Googling Al Jazeera videos (laughs) and stuff like that. Being like, people got to know. And talking about how, you know, the fucking Jews control all the banks. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah, exactly. So modern modern AJ would be like okay, definitely he would be a red pill men's yeah, he'd rights be guy for sure. He would be mm-hmm. QAnon one hundred percent. He would Epstein definitely didn't kill himself. Uh, yeah. Oh, well, well, I mean, yeah. we all know sure. that. Yeah, that's yeah. just that's just being awake, Joey. Yeah, right. That's not <laughs> that's not a conspiracy theory. The conspiracy is that he killed himself. <laughs> um, yeah, I think like. Uh, if uh, yeah, modern AJ is definitely QAnon, uh, and definitely like MRA uh, adjacent. I don't think he's full on like. We have to right. keep in mind he's also rich, so that doesn't quite. Yeah. Like I feel like the country's being run by AJs. I feel like. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Don't yeah. you think though they like, would actually like look s- if you could pl- if you could promote a party you can be the head of health and human services <laughs> exactly like I don't know if I don't know if AJ is more like Trump or if he's more like George W because I feel like he's he's maybe sort of good natured uh, like George W but capable of evil because he's such an idiot as opposed to Trump who is just sort of cruel by nature I think he's Jared yeah. Kushner more than yeah. anything <laughs> yeah he's, he's definitely <laughs> yeah. Jared. See, uh, I don't. Is, is too calculating for yeah, that. Yeah, like, AJ's Jared, like Kushner eclipsed his father. Yeah. yeah, AJ's like Tiffany Trump, right? Isn't that closer? <laughs> yeah. 
Um, all right. Now, uh, Meadow Soprano, who's definitely the Ivanka of the family. Um, oh, for sure. <laughs> obnoxiously fake liberal. Like, she's, she's yeah. very, she's sort of like the definition of neoliberalism, you know? Like, mm-hmm. she's yeah. gonna, she's gonna be running a nonprofit and talking about how we need to, like, get clean water somewhere while personally profiting from uh, all of her connections to bad people. Right. And tipping like historically, uh, she kind of reminds me of Scotty Pippen because like privileged, but constantly complaining about things. Um, And like, I don't think, I think she would not tip the same way that Scotty Pippen doesn't tip. I, I, what I think is that she tips based on uh, service, mm-hmm. like how she felt <laughs> they treated her. You know, uh-huh. was yeah. Scotty Pippen a bad tipper? I didn't know that. That was a part of the canon. Yeah, his nickname was Scotty No Tippin' Pippin. Damn. <laughs> well, you know. And that's, and that's a teammate of famously bad tipper Michael Jordan. Yeah. Is <laughs> still the one who got the bad tip nickname. So yeah. that's. <laughs> that's saying something. Uh, I'm pretty sure Dwayne Wade is Meadow Soprano. Ooh. Why, why Dwayne Wade? Uh, because he's, like, outwardly, like, super woke, where he's, like... Yeah. Uh-huh. But Like, wrote a book about being a good father and relationships, and, like, immediately after it came out, uh, fathered a child with another woman. Yeah, yeah that's, a really, that's a really good choice because, like, Meadow is ostensibly like the smartest person in her family, uh-huh. but also, yeah. but it's also built on a life of no uh, struggles ever and no, you know, she's yeah. had both of the yeah. parents. He's really like, eaten like a lot off of Shaq and LeBron's big, plate. Right. Uh, yeah. yeah, sure, sure, sure. Um, all right, this Do you one. You think Gabrielle Union is her fin? uh this one to me is the biggest slam dunk uh livia soprano uh tony's mom uh conniving depressed Mm -hmm. manipulative manipulative um, possibly um possibly losing their mind mentally i mean you know Hard to say whether or not she is all there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe uh, like Gilbert Greenus in a past. Uh, incredibly abusive, joy. abusive to the point where she can uh, like just whittle down someone's uh, self worth mm-hmm. in about one sentence. Um, but also the one who's like cancer. most wielding their power behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Michael Jordan. Yeah. Well, this is LeBron <laughs> James to me. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought you were going to say Kevin Durant. No, this one to Ooh. me is LeBron James. Kevin Durant is too outwardly depressed. Like, well, no, that's not just, right. But I just think uh, the way he um, – it's it's the behind-the-scenes string pulling. I could, like, I could definitely see LeBron James trying behind the scenes to convince Blake Griffin to murder Chris Paul. <laughs> <laughs> like, who, who would have a very strong martyr complex? I mean, Kevin Durant does have the strongest like, martyr complex. Like, couldn't you complex. see Kevin Durant that time when he was following the Instagram story of the guy who was contemplating suicide, just going into the comments and typing, poor you. <laughs> but... Except the thing to me with that was Kevin Durant to me was more like 
interested in that guy being depressed than, uh, do you know what I mean? Like, he was like, he I'm just, just trying to learn about more people. Than, more than LeBron to me, he has that wounded, like, why are you yelling at me? <laughs> yeah, I agree. Like, like, couldn't you see Kevin Durant talking like, to, to Draymond, who's, like, left practice to go yeah. to the bathroom and just going, like, you're in and out of that bathroom all day. I yeah, just, just think like, Kevin Durant <laughs> is more of a right? failure than Olivia Soprano. <laughs> like... I just the idea of crying and be like, I handed you that championship on a silver platter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you appreciate me, fans? And like pretending to cry <laughs> constantly. I just yeah. the yeah, no, that, okay. yeah, that's also LeBron though. That's also LeBron. I think LeBron I think that is uh I think that's a good choice. LeBron is the, the exa- exactly that calculating and uh, exactly that manipulative. Yeah, and to me, Durant's not like as calculated as yeah. uh, Olivia is my thing. I get the like, I get exactly what you're saying. It's like she's the exact middle of the two. I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, okay. What about what about Kobe? I mean, if we're talking about just a stone cold narcissist mm-hmm. with a martyr complex. The well, NBA is certainly fair, going to uh, replace him with CGI if the season ever resumes. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, listen, if you're talking Kobe, um, like, so, I I mean, that's got to be fucking, in my opinion, <clears throat> that's that's got to be Johnny Soprano, dude. That's got to be Tony's dad, in my opinion, <laughs> because, like, like legendary kind of like you know died at a young age you know he could be actually could be uh dickie multisante that Mm. could be kobe i think we're gonna go with kevin durant sean's convinced me okay i I agree i'll go with that one uh all right dr melfi (laughs) (laughs) dr melfi um another painfully intellectual yeah uh, another drunk that secret drunk uh, is uh, someone who is surrounds herself with more interesting people just so she can talk about those people at dinner parties. Um, uh, she's desperate to disavow her background, yet mm-hmm. uh, yet inexorably drawn to it. Yeah, uh-huh. and also uh, and also feels like some sort of ownership uh, over kind of that side of the italian american coin the one that went to into crime as opposed to the one that went into like academia Mm -hmm. or went into kind of like the straight world but it it, like she feels like a sense of belonging to it because she treats someone who's in the mafia Mm -hmm. um she sort of gets off on it too like she does she gets off on it completely um she has a secret fetish for all the things that she denies in her own life. Also yeah. becomes, like, essentially a useless character by season three, and they still keep <laughs> her around for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, don't... This kind of has Andrew Bynum vibes to me. <laughs> like, someone who's intellectually in the wrong place, but drawn, like, drawn to a sociopath, you know? Yeah. I like it. So, I like it. Andrew Bynum it yeah. is. What about, uh, um, what was that guy? Oh, Chris Bosch. 
What about Chris Bosh? Chris Bosh for sure is in that same zone. But I think Chris Bosh is too close, actually, where it's like Chris Bosh actually <laughs> benefited from LeBron's oh, yeah. behavior. You know what I mean? Where like Dr. Melfi's not Bynum, really... like needed to quit basketball entirely yeah. after <laughs> five years with Kobe. Yeah. Um, all right, this is one of my favorite ones we've got to decide here. Janice Soprano. Ooh, yeah. This wow. one's going right. to be hard, I think. Suc- succubus. Um, <laughs> also very manipulative. Uh, someone who's into get-rich-quick schemes. Someone who um, uh, refuses to work hard um, at, at all costs. See, this uh, is who I thought Kevin Durant up- was going to be. Oh, interesting. Um, a, a vain, like, <laughs> fake woke sociopath. Someone who makes up injuries uh, in order to collect, uh, you know, uh, what do you call it? Disability uh, benefits. Um, someone who has a, a son somewhere who wants nothing to do with her. <laughs> um, uh, someone who keeps getting in bad relationships um, with uh, mobbed up men. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. Hmm. That, this is a hard one because this is a very specific type of role player. Mm. Like, I don't know. Enough. But she thinks she's a star. But she's not uh, quite about, there. What about I, White Chocolate, Jason Williams? See, I think this is Russell Westbrook. Oh, yeah, yeah. But Russell Westbrook plays really hard, though. That's that's the one thing he kind of doesn't, though. Like he doesn't play defense hard. He plays the flashy things hard. Uh, I just kind of think the fashion thing to me has a real Janice vibe. (laughs) Yeah. Um. Sean, yeah, what do I, you I, think? I don't... Uh, it's like the, I, the energy thing, sort of. Like, like this needs to be someone who has more of, like, a crazy temper to See, me. See, this to me, this is why, I, when I was going through him last night, this is why I thought LeBron was Livia, and I thought Janice was Kevin Durant. Mm. Um. But there's there's like an explosive rage to Janice, mm-hmm. which like um I don't know. I mean she's a very tough one because you also have the like I mean it's Steven Jackson pretense still while being a terrible, terrible person. Yeah. Um no, Steven Jackson is not in the league. In fact, Steven <laughs> Jackson has a podcast you should listen to, Matt. You'd like oh, it. Really? Wait, well, Janice what about, is uh, like Janice is like Jason Kidd Metal- doing a leaning. In commercial, what was that, Vince? You know, like. So, what about uh, Metal World Peace? What's his name? He's oh, not in the league either. Yeah, That's no. not bad. Name change. Mm. Oh wow, <laughs> that's pretty close. <laughs> um. Oh, what about Boogie Cousins? I don't know enough about Boogie Cousins. Yeah, I want to say yes, but I don't. I feel like I, I'm missing information so there. Boogie Cousins is a guy who's uh, uh, famously gets lots of technicals. Uh, uh-huh. He's never quite as good as his numbers would uh, state. He's uh, 
on a lot of he's been threatened on a, a lot loved of teams one with he, a firearm. Yeah, he did threaten a loved one with a firearm. <laughs> that, um, all right. <laughs> Uh, he's injured a lot, and um, a lot of the times he gets injured, uh, people say it's because he's fat, because he didn't work hard enough work, get working the weight off the other injury, which causes more injuries. What was... Um, Goes by a nickname. Yeah. Um, what was uh, What was that one guy on the Warriors who was like kind of older, and he would go into beast mode every time he got the ball something buckets uh uh maury space yeah 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 he's too sweet for janice most Spates <laughs> is like sure. a pure soul yeah um, <laughs> it's somebody who's like fake smart who's fake smart sean lots smart but like fake man i'm gonna come back to janice let's move on polly walnuts oh, i like smoothie though I do. Um, Polly Walnuts. Um, <laughs> probably the a... most comical character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he thinks he's very tough and intimidating, but everybody else, everybody else is kind of a joke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Someone who um, has, in terms of a sex life, uh, like, uh, you don't really hear much about Polly's sex life. He d- never really has, like, a, uh, a Gumar around and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like um, all prostitutes, right? It's all prostitutes. No, isn't he in he a relationship with that black lady at one point? Yeah, the chick is scrubs. Yeah, he is in a relationship with her early on, but then uh, that that quickly disappears, and it just kind of becomes you know mm-hmm. he kind of becomes a sexless character. Yeah, <laughs> um, and 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 that's replaced by his mother, who uh, he loves um, to a degree that's um, maybe. Uh, uh, a little bit too Italian for my taste. Um, <laughs> yeah, th- in that sense, there's maybe a little Durant in him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, shit, maybe I'm he's thinking quite, of like quite a Howard. physical enforcer type, though. People you know? don't love, but but here's the thing that his teammates don't. You know what? Fucking Dwight Howard is Janice. Oh, Dwight Howard is Janice. Like fucking uh, useless. Yeah. yeah. Uh, everybody fucking Shane hates him. Goes uh, by a nickname. You can't get rid of her. Yeah. Uh, it, always in trouble. Weight. It's yeah, Dwight. Yeah. What about... It, uh, it's some the... weird, sexual, weird sexual kinks that, were, that we learned about. <laughs> what was the oh, white yeah. guy with all the tattoos? Birdman. Um, oh, Birdman. Birdman. Okay, that guy could be Polly Walnuts. But no, to me, the <laughs> trick with Polly Walnuts is everybody loves him, right? Like, yes. even though he's kind of useless, Man. like, he's, and for whatever reason, everybody on The Sopranos loves Polly Walnuts, right? It's mm-hmm. like, he's like Kurt Rambis. Right. Which is why I think he's DeAndre Jordan. <laughs> All right. Because he's, like, kind of useless. I don't understand why everybody loves him. But, like, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving both took slight pay cuts this summer so the Nets could sign DeAndre Jordan. A guy who has not been very good at basketball for two years. Yeah. Uh, because they wanted him around when they do cocaine together. I, that's, uh, <laughs> that's... <laughs> Look, that's, that's a good. thing I made up. It's a trick. Uh, that is not that's a actually. Fun joke. Yeah, yeah, it's a fun joke. Uh, Sean, what do you think about that? 
Wait, wait, what is your call here? DeAndre the, Jordan. DeAndre Jordan? Yeah. That's not Jordan. bad. He's, I mean, yeah, like, like the ultimate sidekick. Yeah, you know exactly. What I mean? like, yeah. Uh, but brings nothing to the table. I mean, he never put on a dress. But, yeah, ex- but other than that, I guess. <laughs> but he kind of brings nothing to the table other than, like, being wacky. Like, there's nothing intellectual or basically physical about Polly Walnuts that they'd want to have him around. Do you know what I mean? Um, uh-huh. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. All right. Now, uh, a tough one, I think. Christopher! Christopher Moltisanti. Um, he's got a drug problem. <laughs> he's he got a, wants, dad, he wants to be, he wants to be in inter- entertainment very badly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. His mm-hmm. dad was, uh, Dickie Moltisante who actually ran shit. Um, you know, or, or was at the very least like a, a big deal in his day. Um, so he's kind of a fail son. Um, I don't know. Doesn't Arvita Sabonis have a son in the NBA? He was, he's, he's he a ne'er-do-well. Uh, Christopher is a ne'er-do-well who, he's a ne'er-do-well and a dilettante. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. is why... He's pretty bad at being a gangster, yeah. I would yeah. say, too. Uh, this, to me, is uh, Devin Booker from the Phoenix Suns. <laughs> uh, so a little bit about Devin Booker, uh, guys. Um, he's a guy who constantly, who once scored 72 points in a game but only because the Suns kept fouling the other team to make sure to stop the clock so he could get to 72 points. <laughs> uh, he's really privileged. I would say he's the most like zoomer player in the NBA and that he's really found his stride here during quarantine as being like an excellent video game streamer. Uh, he's like a better streamer than he is an NBA player. And he's like, Really good at scoring points, but does not care about defense or uh, helping other people. One time, he posted a Snapchat of himself riding a uh, bike with no uh, with no hands, and then twenty <laughs> minutes later, had to announce that he got hand surgery, that he needed hand <laughs> surgery, and people are pretty sure it's because he fell off the bike. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> he and D'Angelo Russell are best friends. Um, who uh, once posted an Instagram of themselves going to a, uh, like, paint and wine class, and they uh-huh. both painted strippers' butts. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah, I'm sold. Um, yeah, I think it's, he's one of my favorite people to think about and make fun of, and one of my least favorite NBA players to watch play basketball. Oh, yeah. Um, all right, Adriana, uh, Christopher's oh. wife, uh, I would say the most pure of heart character on The Sopranos. Yeah. Yes, yes, uh, the hottest, um, kind of, uh, uh, airheady, but yeah, her, her, her heart is in the right place, uh, and Another someone... person who dabbles in the arts, but has no actual uh-huh. taste. Yeah. Right, uh-huh. no taste, nor talent, um, and I think like this is a... This Someone is another good Dwight Howard one. <laughs> well, well, Dwight's Janice. If Devin's... Uh, I'm sorry. If Devin Booker's Christopher, this is D'Angelo Russell. No, it's not. Someone else is D'Angelo yeah, Russell. Yeah, it's like friends. Look, secretly recording no. people. 
This oh yeah, that's true. Yep, you're right. This is D'Angelo and Russell. She's like a teammate and like like and just doesn't know what she's doing. Destined a lot of the to time. die. Uh destined Wait. to lose constantly. <laughs> like uh <laughs> Yeah. I was Wait, gonna so, so who recorded what? Someone recorded Oh, you don't know that D'Angelo Russell Russell recording and talking about cheating on Iggy and he became a pariah uh, with the Lakers oh, as shit. a result. Yeah. He he snapchatted Nick Young talking about how he cheats on his fiance and uh, everyone hated D'Angelo Russell um for years because of it. Uh but yeah, that's fair to me. Uh I think that's right. Um all right, Silvio Sil. Oh, man. So we're talking about... Um, Extremely loyal underling. Yeah, Consul uh, who, who's, who's sneakily profound at times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, someone who definitely cannot handle being the man in charge. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and it's just... He's, he's good at advice. He's good at, at being second in command. Um, and... I feel you know, like this... He, he strikes me as a Clay Thompson. See, I... Yeah. Was I, I was thinking Warriors, but I think it's not Clay. I think it's the other one. I think this is Draymond Green. Interesting. Interesting. Because, yeah. I mean, Sil does have. Do yeah, he do, and he does have, like, uh, a darker, more murderous side for sure. Um, I also just could see Draymond Green running a strip club. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like Silvio is responsible for paying off and killing all the gumas when they're when uh-huh. uh, they've been used up and discarded. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, and yeah, I mean, he's he's definitely someone who uh, he's he's a workhorse. He he gets shit done. He he TCBs. Um, and he fancies himself. Uh, he's comfortable as a role player. And the reason he's I like think, a, yeah, he's like a wartime conciliary, right? Yeah. Which is why, to me, the reason I think it's Draymond Green is Draymond Green is the only person in the NBA that is both able to uh, work for LeBron James and Steph Curry at the same time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Well, and and like in in clutch situations, uh, Silvio does deliver hits, and that that to me is like Draymond playing center at the end of a playoff game. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, all right, I'm going to skip some of these here. Uh, I want to get to the big ones. Um, Vito Spadafore. Ooh. Oh shit. Um, so secretly. Gay, secretly gay. Um, also, um, very phenomenally fat. lazy, fluctuating weight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, shit, Dwight Howard. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. Is Greg Ostertag still in the league? <laughs> uh, uh, let me see. Yeah, I mean, his big defining characteristics have been stated that yeah he is uh incredibly lazy and secretly gay mm-hmm. um and I mean, that's what howard baby this is dwight <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is dwight baby yeah fl- uh, the fluctuating weight especially um yeah yeah this is this is a difficult one um 
See, I haven't gotten to, I haven't in my, like, I remember some of the Vito episodes <laughs> uh-huh. from my original watch, but I haven't gotten to most of the Vito episodes in my rewatch, so it's not quite, right. he's not quite as fresh in my mind as some of the other characters. Uh, Sean, what do you think of Vito? Sean, you there? Sorry, hold oh. on, I, I'm sorry, hold on just a second, I'll jump back in in a second. Um, are we waiting for Sean? Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. So, uh, I mean, he's so whitish to me. Um, like, like I, I don't, I don't really think that there is a parallel for his sexuality necessarily, right. Vito's right. sexuality necessarily in the NBA. So, I would almost think that this is like somebody. It's almost like a Spencer Hawes thing, like coming out as a Republican is the equivalent. <laughs> oh, you know so what I mean? Andrew like, Bogut. Maybe uh, it is Andrew Bogut. Uh, who, is Andrew Bogut like, a Republican? Andrew I mean, I Bogut is like... He's like a gator. He's like... What? He's Australian, so it's like a different kind of racism. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, he also... Andrew Bogut definitely... Um, I heard a story about him going to see Jordan Peterson speak. Uh, oh, boy. Pretty recently. Yeah. Um... I remember and he's kind of he kind of got exiled from an organization, even though he did like good grunt work. Mm-hmm. I mean, imagine getting laid as much as an NBA player must, and still being into Jordan Peterson. <laughs> <laughs> that to me is wild. That's like wow. Hey, uh, uh, all right, Ralphie Cifaretto. Who's the most despicable person in the NBA? Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah unfortunately, we've already used Chris Paul, but um, <laughs> yeah. So we're no, talking about there are more despicable people. Uh, um, we're talking about evil. We're talking about someone who, uh, uh, yeah, it's, uh, intimidating, loves to intimidate. Uh, someone who hates women to lethal, a degree. Really into gladiator. Really into gladiator. Yep. Um and. Uh, someone who killed a horse, possibly. Mm-hmm. Uh, this guy is maybe too weird for this, but uh, my initial thought was Rajon Rondo, Sean. <laughs> oh, I kind of get that. Like, like weird. Like, like I could see the sort of like OCD parallels, but also just dis- um, a despicable person, like out well, and also guy. like a member of a criminal organization. By which yeah. I mean the two thousand eight Celtics. <laughs> 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 but he's also he's also like an earner in the same way. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah. Like Ruffy's also noticeably productive guy. That's like. Rajon Rondo attempting to get triple doubles all the time. Uh-huh. Uh, so do we like that one? Uh, I mean, I feel like it might be a little mean to Rondo, but he does seem terrible to me. I mean, Doc Rivers was gonna was his coach and was going to physically fight him in 2009. <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, uh, if you remember I, I, right. I've always, I've always hated Rajon Rondo, um, and I've always hated Ralph Cifaretto, so this is <laughs> for me. <laughs> All right, Sean, who is Pi? You put this on the list, so I think you have an idea for it. Who is Pi Oh My, the horse that Ralph Cifaretto murders? <laughs> so, I mean, it's. <laughs> Originally, when I had this on here, I was thinking that LeBron might be Tony. 
and this was going to be Joel Anthony, mm-hmm. or as I still guess, is just like a horse that the main character loved. Mm-hmm. Um, who was like, but now I'm thinking it's 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 got to be someone. I think it's Greg Oden. Like there's not a relationship to Tony, but like a magnificent beast who was put down too soon. <laughs> on that note, say that again. So what about Kwame Brown on that note? <laughs> oh. oh shit! But yeah. see, the problem with Kwame Brown is he actually made like a hundred million dollars in his career. Uh, yeah, he still. ended up hanging around for twelve years somehow. <laughs> Pyomai, you know, he was uh, Pyomai was was winning races and doing pretty well. I mean, I guess that's the thing. Kwame never won, um, and also uh, Tony never called Pyomai a faggot at practice and ruined his confidence. Uh, Jumping back slightly, I don't want to. I'm sorry to derail, but like, what about Mark Jackson for Livia? He's too stupid. Mark Jackson's too stupid. Livia never would have gotten, like, blackmailed by a stripper and the FBI had to get involved while he was coaching a a team that was making the playoffs. Uh, That happened to Mark Jackson. I mean that's that's the equivalent of her using those those uh, those tickets. Right, that's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Except that would have been like if she was trying to get the, the stripper, the FBI to notice the stripper. Um. All right, uh, Sean. I assume you have an idea for this one too, because it's such a minor character, and you put him ahead of uh, so many good characters. Uh, massive genius. Uh, clearly. <laughs> That's Damien, the greatest rapper in the NBA. Oh, Damien Willard. Also, also okay, always yeah, yeah, trying yeah. to get um, his team paid. Uh, yeah, okay. Fair enough. I mean, yeah, yeah. Pseudo-intellectual. Uh, that's a, a, another thing Massive Genius is known for. <laughs> uh, all right. The most pathetic man in <laughs> the show. Uh, a character I think about a lot... Mm-hmm. Uh, Artie Bucco. Oh, all right. So we're talking about uh, talking about the uh, guy who owns Vesuvio. He is uh, a chef. He's a childhood friend with Tony, but he's mm-hmm. not in the game. You know. Um, he also uh, he kind of like Melfi uses his mob ties to make himself feel like a tough guy. Uh, make his life more interesting. He's always um, sort of a secondary character. He never can quite mm-hmm. get anything free and clear of his own. He can never have anything that's his. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, He's got a wife that sort of handpecks him. <laughs> yeah, got a, a kind of went through a midlife crisis. Got a, a ear piercing. Um, let's see. Uh, hit hits on his staff. Um, yeah. Sean, I'm not. I'm not sure who. The I NBA don't know exists. either. Sean, who do you think? God, Artie Bugo is so difficult because he's like he's so pathetic. He's like an ultimate role player who's not that good at that, mm-hmm. you know. But he's right. also still very like aspirational and frustrated. Um, I'm trying to think of somebody who like get on a really college. And it just never came together, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but not like completely self-destructive at the same time. Like Artie's able to like walk away from a poker game, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but 
there's like, I almost feel like it's, there's one person in his life, Tony's just like ensuring that he's ultimately destroyed. Uh, it's like somebody who has unfortunately hitched their wagon to something completely oh, terrible. Oh, I know who it is. It's Carmelo who? Anthony. Uh. Ooh. <laughs> like the, the the most the most outsider of all the banana boat guys. Uh, Actually, always making the wrong decision yeah. in free agency. Scoring is mm-hmm. like how he's good at cooking. But also, uh-huh. basically, Chris Paul and LeBron James burned down the Knicks at every uh, opportunity. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like like in 2010, when when Melo has, well, I guess he was not he he had not gotten to the Knicks yet, right? Mm-hmm. Is that is that right? Yeah. But, but yeah, the one kept having fake meetings with the Knicks so they couldn't sign, they couldn't make a move on anyone better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think, oh, man. Uh, also to me, uh, if Chris Paul is Tony Soprano, right, mm-hmm. uh, to me it tracks that Chris Paul, so here's the story, guys. After the Heat teamed up, Chris Paul got really drunk at Carmelo Anthony's wedding and announced that he, Chris, he and uh, Carmelo and Dwight Howard were going to create their own super team as his wedding toast, where he was furious. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's a real, that would be a real team of losers, you know what I mean? And then also it didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's also, he's the guy taking the photo of the banana boat guys mm-hmm. like this is all about these these longtime friends and Dwayne Wade's wife is in the picture but not Melo. yeah uh also uh Carmelo Anthony claimed on that banana boat trip LeBron James saved his life because he started drowning remember mm-hmm. uh which also seems a very arty buco to me uh well it also <laughs> it also seems like right now has been kicked out, and he's just like been looking for places to crash in the uh-huh. NBA for about two absolutely, years. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, all right, I think that's correct. All right, what about Hesh? I think. Oh, go ahead. Oh, yeah, oh. I was gonna say. Oh, Hesh, Donald Sterling. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, so I mean, because uh, we're talking about NBA players, so not owners yeah. uh, or former owners. So Hesh is, uh, he's an old timer. He's not in the mafia due to his Jewish heritage. You know, he's, he's in the mafia, but he's, uh, you know, he's not, uh, he's not a made man. Uh-huh. Uh, former people think he's, producer. people think he's wise, but then when they actually go to him for advice, uh, he kind of talks about himself a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He just yeah. complains <laughs> about like, uh, random Jewish shit, you know, <laughs> and, uh, he has, uh, I don't know, uh, questionable um, questionable opinions uh, about uh, Israel-Palestine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, let me see. Uh, he's also, uh, he's not a murderer, as far as we know. He's, um, uh, he's also a money, sh- uh, a loan mm-hmm. shark. So uh, and he screws yeah. people out of their royalties. Screws the people out of their music, music royalties uh, and. So he's almost like a uh, someone who uh, NBA other NBA players would go to for like 
to see counselor yep. advice. This is Rich Paul, uh, who is LeBron James's friend, who is now the most powerful agent in the league, almost only because he was. I mean, he's a very good agent. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. uh, he only has power because LeBron. He was Le- he went to high school with LeBron James. <laughs> Damn. Uh, hey, right, Sean. You know what? Okay. Uh, did we lose Sean? Uh, uh, Sean, we can't hear you. Um, he's been. It does feel like it's Rich Paul because he's mm-hmm. of the NBA, but not in the yes, NBA. Exactly. Yeah. You know. And, and like, it's hard, it's hard to tell necessarily if he's good at his job Mm -hmm. just because of that. Like he's connected. That's the main thing he has going. Like, like it does seem like people who borrow money from Hesh are happy about Mm -hmm. it, you know, to the extent, (laughs) but, uh, but yeah, it's hard. It's hard to tell what he is doing himself. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I could see people being anti-Semitic to Rich Paul. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, oh, his name's oh, his name's Rich. Oh, because yeah, yeah. they control the money. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like I see people being if you don't know who he is, surprised that he is not a Jewish mm-hmm. agent. Uh all right, Bobby Bagala. Yeah, his name should be Rich Saul, you know what I mean? Yeah. Rich. So Bobby Bagala is I mean, his main characteristics are he's fat, out of shape, he always gets picked on. And he's basically like a glorified uh, man. But I would also yeah. say yeah. he's like the second most pure of heart on the show. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and that's because he doesn't have uh, he doesn't have the killer instinct in him to be in the mafia. He just kind of ended up there. Right. He's someone who was yeah, never really like... tested. He just got a bunch of lucky posts. So I imagine he's like someone who uh, just ended up on a bunch of teams has never really contributed. Um, but people just kind of like him. He's like Mark he, Madsen. He's like, uh, he's, um, he's what Philip Seymour Hoffman was to boogie nights, uh, to the Sopranos. Yeah. Um, yeah, he, I kind of God. want to pick someone who pure like, guy who hates basketball, but like is, Good. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. to me, I get like a real Carl Anthony Towns uh, feeling out of this, but it's not right. You know what I mean? It's like it's almost it's almost like like a like a Kendrick Perkins. You know what I mean? Just like the teammate who gets his feelings hurt when he's not invited to the movies. <laughs> like uh-huh. been on some good organizations but it is in no way essential like kendrick, to any of like them bobby bagala wouldn't do what kendrick perkins is currently doing which is uh being in the media and flaming all his teammates do you know what i mean like for money mm. um, yeah that's it's like too much if we're um, i mean if we're going back in time i feel like oliver miller maybe <laughs> right right he plays with but he's kind of soft and he blocks shots half-heartedly um you, you know what god who's like who's the go ahead. i think this is kevin love uh oh mm. uh, like yeah like yeah. his dad like the family's in it but your heart's not in yeah. it <laughs> you succeed but but you're like, kind of you're kind of about, it. about yeah, it yeah 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 <laughs> Uh, yeah, you you achieve a lot of financial success, but a 
alongside a guy who's really mean to you all the time. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and like, really devoted to... Uh, Bobby's really devoted to his father, who is a total fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> so that 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 works. Yeah. Um. All right, Johnny Sack. God, Johnny Sack. All right, he's uh, Consul Yeti of New York, second in command, and then eventually becomes uh, first in command through a series of subterfuge. This to me and, is LeBron uh, James, <laughs> because like. He runs a larger organization than Chris Paul's. Uh, they all He's friendly with him, and they all kind of want to be with him. Plus, I could see LeBron James having, like, uh, like, a wife they make fun of that he just loves so much. And also kind of uh-huh. is really good, but also kind of doesn't... <sighs> There's, like, yeah. a more highfalutin aspect... To the mob we've created here, if that's outside of the like, LeBron just comes to visit Chris Paul's right. sad uh-huh. mafia. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, and there's and there's some moments when Johnny Sack like is like LeBron in the twenty eleven finals. Mm-hmm. He just like gets too excited. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, and I think this is work. And he also he also cleaned house. He cleans house at every new organization he takes over. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> like his first move is like we got to whack Dion Waiters. <laughs> uh, all right, and our fi- I think this is where we're going to end it on. Who's the big pussy of the NBA? God, all right. So who's uh... the snitch? This is you know we're talking about uh, a snitch. We're talking about somebody who uh, had to fake a back injury in order to not get found out as a snitch. This is who I thought D'Angelo uh, Russell was going to be, but uh, sure. he is more of an Adriana, I think. Yeah. Um, he's not cunning enough. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, uh, Big Pussy's not very cunning either. I mean, he almost gets caught most of the time. Especially because eventually... he starts thinking he's an FBI agent. That's my favorite yes. Big Pussy uh, <laughs> yeah. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, it's basically he gets uh, a severe Stockholm syndrome <laughs> and uh, starts to believe that he would be an important asset to the agency. And he hates uh, LCN, mm-hmm. which uh, is the FBI abbreviation for La Cosa Nostra. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, uh, that's and also ends up. Uh, as spoiler alert, as we all know, uh, getting uh, shot mm-hmm. on a boat. Yeah, he's reincarnated as a big mouth Billy Bass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so who? I mean, this could be this could be anyone. It really? We're talking could. About who's the biggest pussy of uh, the NBA right <laughs> I now? I think it's. I think this is Dion Waiters. Uh, I don't know who's Dion Waiters. Oh boy! So Dion Waiters. Um, was he went to Syracuse? He was drafted by the Cavs. Um, he played half a year with LeBron, and then LeBron got him traded because he's really annoying. Uh, <laughs> he shoots constantly. There's video when LeBron is there of Dion Waiters standing behind LeBron, just clapping for the ball constantly. Uh, <laughs> uh-huh. uh That's amazing. And, 
<laughs> seeing LeBron James on court going, ball, ball, Exactly. Ball, ball, and then ball, he gets ball, traded ball. to the Thunder and does that to also Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant afterwards. But he's kind of good with the Thunder, briefly. Then what happened to him this year is uh, they, he then gets traded to the Heat. And this year, uh, he took a... a uh, <laughs> He took a well, weed gum. Yeah, okay. first Sean, they, yeah. They, they benched him for being too fat. Uh-huh. So they just sent him home and were like, you're too out of shape. Um, yeah, and then... He took a weed gummy that was he, too strong on the team plane and had a seizure. <laughs> by the way, it was a plane from Phoenix to Los Angeles. Yeah, so it was a 35-minute flight. <laughs> um, uh-huh. <laughs> That's incredible. And, but you know what? It's not Dion Waiters because the uh the Heat he didn't, he snitch. didn't snitch. Yeah. The Heat tried to get him to snitch he didn't on rat who, out Kelly Olinick. Yeah, who gave him the Wait, who who ratted out uh Gilbert Arenas? I mean, the the world. Um Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, every one of his teammates, like, I think they just called the police, probably, yeah. because there was an active shooter <laughs> in the workplace. Um, well, I do know By the that, way, the uh, guy, did, did you guys know the guy that Gilbert Arenas had the locker room confrontation with is currently... In jail uh, for murder. In jail for murder. Yeah. Wow. Uh, he, the guy actually shot Not a guy? Not yeah. decision by <laughs> um, Okay, so... But but like maybe like a sidekick who t- is this Ray Allen maybe like a sidekick who turns on his old team. It's pretty good. Starts working. With he did work for the Heat after, uh, and they like the the Celtics disowned him. But and he is he is uh, really into pussy, right? <laughs> he sure is. I'm not going to read the tweet, but read it. No, that's um, fine. <laughs> that's not bad, but again, Ray Allen's not in the NBA currently. I guess Greg Oden isn't yeah. either, but um, he was piled yeah, I mean, by. You know, Greg Oden's still in the big three, guys. <laughs> you know, Kobe, uh, Kobe dry snitched on Shaq when he was uh, being arrested for mm-hmm. sexual assault. Yeah, he did do that. But I, I feel like a dry snitch is very different than wearing a wire. Mm-hmm. Um. Who was like? Who turns who, like, on LeBron? Team. Actually, somebody turned on LeBron. They had to have, right? Uh, Delonte West. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I don't mean to. I don't mean to bring us down a oh, bit, but you know. Wait, Chris Paul's Tony Soprano. This is JJ Redick, Sean. And having oh, a podcast for, for is leaving, basically leaving yeah. and making a lot of recordings. He left the Lob City Clippers and made a bunch of recordings on his podcast. He went in protect yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, this is nice. JJ Reddick. Didn't Big Pussy have a secret family? Yeah, too, I think that he did. Yeah, he Dominican. did. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So that's the Sopranos. Uh,. I'll I'll do it right now. Tony, Chris Paul, Carmela, Steph Curry, AJ, Kyrie Irving, Meadow, Dwayne Wade, uh, Olivia, Kevin Durant, Uncle Junior, Blake Griffin, Dr. Melfi, Andrew Bynum, Janice is Dwight <laughs> Howard, uh, Paul, Polly Walnuts, DeAndre Jordan, Christopher, Devin Booker, 
Adriana D'Angelo Russell, Silvio Draymond Green, Vito Andrew Bogut, Ralphie Rajon Rondo, Pio Mai Greg Oden, Massive Genius Damian Lillard, Artie Bucco Carmelo Anthony, that's the best one, <laughs> Hesh is Rich Paul, Bobby Bagala is Kevin Love, Johnny Sack is LeBron James, and Big Pussy is JJ Reddick. Um, guys, thank you so much for coming on and doing this. Uh, would you like Thanks to, would you us. like to plug something? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I got, you know, I do my top shift power rankings every week. Uh, when, when, when will this air? It's probably, uh, you guys probably here tomorrow. This, this It'll tomorrow. Go, okay. get up well, tomorrow. This week is Restaurant Wars. I was actually there for that what? episode. And supposedly, yeah, supposedly I'm actually in this episode. So, and I've, I'd been drinking, so I don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't, I hope they didn't give me too many uh, words. Uh, Top Chef is my favorite show, and reading Vince's power rankings is one of my favorite things to do. So, you should definitely do that. Uh, Matt Lieb, anything you would like to plug, like maybe voting for a Webby Award? Oh, sure. Please uh, vote for Newsbroke has been nominated for a Webby. Uh, we are slowly, uh, we, are, we, we are now losing uh, to uh, something that had uh, fucking 13% yesterday. And then in a span of six hours, they're now winning by 43%. So uh, right now, bots are helping uh, Quartz's series because China win. Uh, hey, guys, it's Joey. I'm going to be real honest with you real quick. Uh, the power went out as we were recording the outro with the boys from the Frotcast. So uh, I'm just going to end this episode here by myself because my internet is not working. Uh, follow Vince Mancini and Matt Lieb at listen to their work at uh, the Film Drunk Frotcast and at Pod Yourself a Gun, their Sopranos podcast. Watch Top Chef and read Vince Mancini's Top Chef recaps at Uproxx. Uh, vote for Matt Lieb's Newsbroke for a Webby Award. And uh, Sean uh, has some things to plug. He runs a trivia show every Friday on Zoom, so follow him on Twitter for deets. Uh, he's also going to be on Picture This, the Zoom comedy show, uh, this Saturday. Uh, and it's a really good show. People will be animating his jokes in real time. You should definitely watch it. It's going to be great. And he wrote a song called Blunderload, which you'll be hearing here shortly. As for me, you can always follow me on Twitter, at Frankie Muniz, where on May 1st, I tweeted, I want a mullet again. Uh, trust the process. And uh, shut it down. Let's do the which NBA players are which dead horses from luck next episode. The chapel door slams. Lose girlfriends wave. Like a robot, Kawhi sits atop the bench while his teammates all play. Trey Wingers complaining about his resting. Shaq's a cop and he wants him arrested Don't sit him out again We just can't face Doris Burke alone again Yannis Kawhi, darling, you know That's why the game's on So you're scared and you're thinking that Maybe he opts out in 21 Show a little faith, we're talking about Kawhi 
Don't show emotion, but he's a fun guy. Oh, and that's alright with Steve. You can hide behind the doctors and cover your ass. Doc will get fined if he gives Adam service ass. Let Kawhi sit on his ass while Skip Bayless complains in his tweets. Well, the coach still doctor that's understood. But he knows Paul George's joints are as brittle as balsa wood. He's gotta be real fresh to stop the brow. Cumbish, what else do they do now? Except cut back on practice and let Kawhi go to the beach. Yeah, the West is wide open and there's only one great team in the East. We got one good chance to beat LeBron. Days off. If you bought Clippers tickets, then you deserve to get ripped off. Ooh, 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 blunt alone. Oh, blunt alone. Oh, blunt alone. Sitting on the bench, not even wearing a brace. I know he's healthy, you can see it in his face. Ooh, ooh, ooh blunt alone. Sitting out, 28 years old. And they've got a back-to-back, so get ready, cause on the bench he'll stay. Alienating Montrez and Landry, gets paid the max but only plays 60. Man, I know he thinks they go to work as a menace. The game's on TNT, stop listening to Uncle Dennis. There were tears in the eyes of the Raptors fans when you went away. Blasting Brian Adams on their stereos And after the long quarantine break You should be resting for goodness sake But when we get back to Fallen Hill Stick to load management So Billy Crystal climbing The Clippers are losers We sit down here catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 